Good morning and welcome to 105 edition of Miracle World today. We will start from where we stopped yesterday and you know we've been discussing on a message charge of word and wisdom and I will start from where we stopped yesterday. And this is going to be I think part 16 of this of, of this series. Word and wisdom number 116. Grace to possess a dreamland are given to those with great and clean spirit. Do you have a clean spirit? No one with a stinking spirit possesses anything in their lifetime. Even when they do, they still have problem and loses it before they die. A lot of people today want to make an impact in their community. They want to make an impact in their horizon or in whatever they do. Or, or their areas of speciality. However, one of the things that is stopping them from making a great impact is because they have stinking spirit. Many of them have capacity, they have skill, but they are not able to possess anything because their spirit is smelling. If you look at the book of Numbers, chapter 14, verse 24, the Bible says, But because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and has followed me wholeheartedly. I will bring him into the land he has entered and his descendants will inherit it. You all know the story when you know, Moses asked these men and women to go and, and inspire the land or investigate the land. When they came back from the investigation of the land, uh, about 10 of them brought a, a, bad, a bad report. They came back with bad report. But it was only Caleb and Joshua who stood their ground and said, Joe, these guys are giants, but we've got what it takes to conquer them. Anyway, but all the other 10 of them you know, were negative about the land they went to investigate. And God now spoke through Moses and said, but because, God spoke to Moses and said, but because my servant Caleb has a different, what that word, has a different spirit and has followed me wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land he has entered, and his descendants will inherit it. That means it takes you having you know, a recreated spirit for God to take you into a new land of glory and power. If you do not have a different spirit, if your spirit is in tandem, in line with the spirit of every other person in your community, then something is wrong. In the midst of many, you must have an outstanding spirit. And God said, because this young man, Caleb, he was young at the time, probably about 40 years. He said, because Caleb had a great spirit. He said, because of the kind of spirit he does have or possess, he was going to bring him into a land that flows with milk and honey. So does that not tell you that many people have not been able to enter into a great land of glory and power, a land of favor, because their spirit is thinking. That's one of the reasons you must ask God to transform and recreate your spirit. Before Saul was made a king, God gave him a new heart, a new spirit. Because you cannot reign unless you have a new heart and new spirit. And you've got to understand that if you want to reign for the glory of God, you can reign in your old nature. God will always want to do something in you so that you can truly represent him for God. Hello, somebody. 
Award and Wisdom number 118. You can disinherit the powerful and the mighty if you have this common key, following the Lord wholeheartedly. If you want to disinherit, I don't care if you just move into that community newly, into that country newly. If you've just got into that business in our atmosphere newly. Maybe the people that are in that business are, they are great men and women. They've been established before you. They have grants. They understand the secret of the business. But if you, if you want to dispossess them, all you've got to do is to learn to follow God wholeheartedly. If you follow God wholeheartedly, he's going to give you grants where you've never been before. Joshua chapter 14, verse 14 to 15. The Bible says, So Hebron has belonged to Caleb, son of Jephne. It wasn't his before. It wasn't his before, but because he followed God, then look at what the Bible says. So Hebron has belonged to Caleb, son of Jephne, the Kenizzite, ever since. Because he, he followed the Lord, the God of Israel, wholeheartedly. That, that was why the Hebrew was given to him. Hebron used to be called, called Kiriat Abba, you know, after Abba, who was the greatest man among the Anakites. Then the land had raised from, from war. So Kiriat in Hebron used to belong to a man called K, you know, Abba or Araba. The Bible says this man was the greatest man in his own time. Look, the greatest man among the Anakites. Mm. Even though he was a great man, he was dispossessed by a man called Caleb. Simple because Caleb followed God wholeheartedly. The Bible called him the greatest among the Anakites. So there are men that God can make. God can make you the greatest man or woman among your people and your community and your nation because this man called Araba was the greatest among many, among the Anakites. Yet a man that was not as great as he was at the time but had a key called obedience, wholeheartedness, was able to dispossess him and disinherit him because he was following God. That implies if you know how to follow God wholeheartedly, you can possess anything. Hello, somebody, you set your heart to possess. And if you, even if you fail to, God will give it to your children simply because you have obeyed him. Glory to God. What can wisdom Namahayaba, number nine, 119. Those who do not have conviction do not have faith. Because to have faith is to have conviction. Do you have conviction or are you touched around by every wind? Anybody who does not have conviction in his life is not a man of faith and is not a woman of faith. To be a man of faith or a woman of faith, you must be a man who have a stand, who believes in something, who have a conviction. If you're not such a man or a woman, you can't really walk in faith. It takes conviction to be able to walk in faith. Joshua chapter 14 verse 7 says, I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from, from Kedesh Barnea to explore the land, and I brought him back a report according to my convictions. 
So one of the reasons Caleb, hello somebody, came back with a good report to Moses is because Caleb was a man of conviction. He, it doesn't matter what he was seeing in the natural. He was not looking at his humanity or the humanity of other people. He could not observe the giants even though he saw them, but he refused to observe them. <laughs> he had conviction that they had a God who can do all things. Some of you right now, you're facing challenges, but don't you know that you have a God who can dispossess the Arabas you know, or the Abbas of this world? among the Abbas who came from the Anakais. These were men and women with six fingers and five fingers. <laughs> six toes. Hello, somebody. <laughs> and fingers. But he said, look, I brought a good report because I have conviction. Glory to God. Are you a man of conviction? Are you a woman of conviction? Do you stand? Is there anything you can you really stand for? Many people do not stand for anything. They float like a wind. May that not be your portion in Jesus' name. You Once you believe in something, believe in organization, believe in a, a minister, believe in a ministry, believe in the, in the business, believe in your father and your mama, believe in your friends, you've got to be a man or woman that really have what we call convention. If you are always floating, that's an indication that you don't have faith. No man that doesn't have conviction will ever maintain a work of faith or can work in faith. So if you don't have conviction, just know right now that you don't have faith. Glory to God. Word and wisdom number 120. You may be crying out for being marginalized in your corporation, community, state, or nation, but not realizing that God has appointed you the soon coming leader or ruler in place of them all. No more tears, friends. Sometimes you see people that are crying, oh, we are marginalized. Oh, in this company, we'll be marginalized. We'll be marginalized in our community. Or we'll be marginalized in our nation, especially in Africa, where you have all many tribes in one nation. Sometimes the ruling tribe tend to marginalize those that are not really in power. And you keep crying, not even knowing that that throne belongs to you. They may marginalize you right now. Hello, somebody. But that place they are sitting, that throne they are sitting on could be yours. Hello, Jeremiah 29 verse 26. The Bible said, The Lord has appointed you priest in place of Jehovah to be the chief officer in the hands of the Lord, responsible for any madman who asks like a prophet. You must put him in, you know, in stocks and, and neck irons. Hello, somebody. God, some of you right now, God have appointed you again a priest. A business tycoon, tycoon, hello somebody, a, 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 a motivational speaker, a community leader, hello somebody, uh, an influencer in your community. Maybe other people are holding that position. Other people are running right now. If you're a politician, maybe some people right now, you are in the bottom of the list. Hello somebody. Maybe you're a list MP and you are in the bottom of the list, not even knowing that you will rise to lead that party. <laughs> he said, the Lord has appointed you priest in place of Jeho Jehovah. Many of you have been appointed in place of so many people. Even though they are sitting in power right now, even though they are ruling right now, yeah, that throne belongs to you. Hallelujah. When a woman called Jenny Shipley, Shipley I mean, who was former New Zealand prime minister, became a prime minister, she was in, she was even she was she was not even on that experienced person. 
She was not even a senior MP. Hello, somebody. But from the back, God anointed her. Obama was just a, 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 a still one term senator. He served for only two years. And after four years before he started contesting, not even two terms or three terms in it. It is hard to see a one term senator coming to take over. Hello, somebody. You know, to, to, be, to become a president just in, in two years. Seven, two years in the Senate in America, and all of a sudden you contest and you win. I don't care where you are today. I don't care how, how far you are sitting from the throne. But once I'm a cap, I do good, the Lord has appointed you. Once the Lord appoints you to, repre- to replace the Jehovah's who are sitting in that throne, no matter what you're going through, you will take over. I pray for somebody, wherever you are, if you're sitting far from what truly belongs to you or what you truly represent, I call you closer right now. And I pull you closer in the name of Jesus. Oh, ha, 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 Word and wisdom. Number 121. This is, so, this is partly the pathetic condition of the church in some part of the world right now. Hello, somebody. And I, but I am glad God is not asleep. He will flush them out very soon. Many parts of the world right now, you have all sort of you know, false prophets. If you look at the book of Jeremiah, chapter 23, verse 13, it says, Among the prophets of Samaria, I saw an offensive thing. They prophesied by Baal and led my people astray. You do see that right now. So I say this is partly the, pro, the, the pathetic condition of the church, you know, or the kingdom of God in some part of the world right now. But I am glad God is not asleep. He will flush men and women in Los Angeles who are, you know, playing on people, you, you know, trying to extract, extract money from them, you know, trying to use them for profit and gain. God is going to flush them out in the name of Jesus Christ. I don't care who they are. If they are false prophets, they shall be flushed out. Jeremiah 23, verse 13, I read again. That among the prophets of Samaria, I saw an offensive thing. That could be an offensive thing in your community now where God have risen. They prophesied by Baal and led my people astray. Oh, glory to God. Around the world today, these are, these, these are the things we are dealing with. Too many fake ministers, fake prophets, and fake religious group where God is not asleep. Lastly, word and wisdom number 122. Every believer is a typology of Isaac. Hello, somebody. We are the children of promise, born by free woman named Sarah. Therefore, we have no reason to walk in flesh as we are not the children of flesh or of the slave woman. I hope you noted that down. Galatians chapter 4, verse 22. To 23 says, For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by the slave woman and the other by the free woman. Did you see it? Abraham had two sons, one by slave woman and, um, and the other by the free woman. His son by the slave woman was born according to the flesh, but his son by the free woman was born because of promise. So I said, Every believer is a typology of Isaac. We are the children of the promise, born by a free woman named Sarah. Therefore, we have no reason to walk in flesh. We are not born by the slave woman. 
as we are not in the as we are not the children of the of the slave woman or love somebody or the children of the flesh unfortunately many many of us believers today live a fleshly life even when you are a typology of isaac how can we the isaac of this world begin to live like ishmael's begin to live a life of flesh anytime we start living a life of flesh we move ourselves from our position of being an isaac to being an ishmael because ishmael represents flesh and isaac represents promise isaac represents the supernatural do you belong to the supernatural or do you belong to or do you belong to the realm of the flesh you must choose one for i pray for everyone today that are listening bless them and their family in jesus name amen this is apostle supreme blessing chick is here the senior pastor of King's Mercy Global Church here in Auckland, New Zealand. God bless you as you follow us on YouTube, Facebook, and um, Instagram. Bye.